graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. Here's a horoscope for everyone. Aquarius, you're gonna die. Capricorn, you're gonna die. Gemini, you're gonna die twice. Leo, you're gonna die. Scorpio, you're gonna die Called his wife a predator. Everybody called him a bitch. Your podcast will fail. It's just a coincidence that you were talking about the Jack and Triumph show and I'm here. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Hey man, this is Kevin Smith, guy makes all those unlistenable podcasts over at smodcast.com and you're listening to the Two Strangers One Podcast. This is podcasting. You're listening to Two Strangers One Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes or on the Stitcher app for Android devices. Please visit twostrangersonepodcast.net. Now, here's Chris Cologne and Paul Pasquillo. Well, hello and welcome to Two Strangers One Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Paul. And wow, we actually keeping a schedule here, Paul. We're actually trying to keep up and follow up with the episodes <laughs> the way a podcast is supposed to do. What the hell's going on with us? But you... So that- that was that was me threatening Chris. Get your ass on, or I'm gonna come find you. <laughs> you reached out to me because with the podcast being the therapy that it can be, and, and being mm-hmm. our, our soapbox and our and our punching bag, you had reached out to me, and I think you really, really, really wanted to record tonight. And uh, I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna step back and let you let you grab the mic and and say what you got to say. Yeah, let me just prepare myself. <laughs> oh. I mean, I got plenty of notes for the rest of the show, but I, I know you want to get this off your chest first, so let's 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 have it. <laughs> So first of all, it's better for me to do this on your on this podcast because it's yours. Mm-hmm. So I can't be um, what's the word trying to monetize it or try to make money off of it, even though we make no fucking money. <laughs> off this um, so for those of you that listen here in Rochester, or for those of you that just listen to this podcast because I or Chris are on it, you know about Rochester. You know that I work at a, that I did work. At a certain movie theater in the area, and that certain movie theater actually closed as of a couple hours ago. Yeah, yeah, the 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 it's a chain of theaters, and the one the particular one that you worked at that was that was like your. Well, you home. can just say you can just say it, Regal Cinemas. Oh, so, I so, mean, that's yeah. I don't really fucking care. They're never gonna hire me again, so I'm good. Okay. Yeah, the way you the way you worded it, I was sort of worried. So okay, so the Regal Cinemas and the one that you used to work at was the one at the mall at Grease Ridge, correct? The Grease Ridge Mall and mm-hmm. and in Rochester, just you know, once again for the people outside of this uh, the city, um, 
There's two malls in Rochester. There's the good well, one. Well, there's three. And then there's Eastridge. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Well, yeah there's okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. No, okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so the one in Henrietta, the one in Henrietta is a shitty fucking mall, too. I, I, it's, it's, it's so bad, I don't well, even consider so, it a mall. <laughs> so, okay. So, there's the one at Eastview, which is the, the that's, rich, that's the good really one. nice one that I I'm I don't think has had any issues, but there again they could be hiding all those issues and we don't know. Um there's the one at, there's the one in Greece that I obviously that we're talking about. That one has had its fair shares of problems. I will say that it's more inflated than it is than it really is. Mm-hmm. But um yes, there's issues at that mall. Um and then there's um, Marketplace Mall, which is in Henrietta, which I I guess I could it's half a mall, half University of Rochester, so and oh and half it's going to be senior living, so I I guess mini mall now Marketplace mini mall yeah, like you know I, I I that's the whole thing I totally forgot that shows you exactly my purest reaction because I totally forgot about the Henrietta Mall and uh, the, what's it what's it the Market View Marketplace the Marketplace Mall dude and... I I used to go there all the time as a kid when I was living out there and honestly man it, it was a great mall but i didn't realize how small it was until i went to like eastview and i'm just like wow yeah and the whole thing is that i mean let's be real here it's the one that all the city people go to and uh, and, and well, look greece, i live in that's greece rich. well i i but like like okay the, the henrietta mall buses go to that one <laughs> That's true. I, I will tell you. So any mall that has the, the bus that goes to it. I mean, I guess the Grease Ridge has the has the has, gives so, buses go to it also. But so yeah. that was part of the problem, actually, Chris. That's why it was it would be bad sometimes. Mm-hmm. Was because there was a bus, there was a huge bus pickup there mm-hmm. outside of the food court, I believe. Mm-hmm. And because of that, it would just get you know there would just be you know people who don't know how bad, to act. Uh, <laughs> bad people. Let's put it that way. Um, so yeah you know and for the record i i live in like the second worst neighborhood in rochester i literally have drug dealers across the street from my house i i I see them every day they see me they're actually the good drug dealers my house are actually really nice to me you know in the i've lived in my apartment for about two years now i've had there's been three shootings two of them have been fatal on my block so uh if you say oh chris are you talking about bad parts of the city and bad people who don't know how to act i live in one of the i live in the second worst neighborhood in rochester so just don't judge me i just i just wanted to bring that up for the record but go on chris i hate to say this but we we always judge you so you gotta just (laughs) learn it by now um okay so let's let's get into what i actually wanted to talk about so um i have a lot of feelings about it especially because i've hinted at several times what this place has done to me um and let me just be honest with everybody when they did what they did to me Mm -hmm. i had gone through a lot of trauma from that because i had put so much time and effort into that place mm-hmm. you know i mean this is probably in the last few months i've probably and that has nothing to do with greece closing per se um because this was happening before that but i i finally got over all of that trauma that it was caused to me mm-hmm. because of it um so suffice to say you know <laughs> that place at the end kind of had a negative effect on me so you know, part of me, I guess, would say this is karma. Yeah. Um, but I'm not, I'm not that type of person anymore, honestly. You know, I, I, 
you i know you would say that and i know my girlfriend would say <laughs> oh that. definitely I'll, i'm petty as fuck i would say yeah fuck oh yeah because i mean this place oh yeah look at them they're fucking this is this is what they get for fucking doing this to Paul. because it was such a bullshit bogus reason and i won't get into it on on, on no on not the, yet we'll, we'll get into it at a different yeah, it, time but it was, but i mean it's, it's safe to say it was a bullshit bogus corporate reason that they got rid of you and that was your home for so long that you know yeah of course you're going to feel that you know and 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 it's 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 those times that kind of remind us oh shit sometimes we're just a fucking cog in the machine a corporation mm. just really don't give a fuck and 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 will make a, a bullshit bogus decision to oh, get it, rid it of somebody was, over it, it was an eye-opening experience but yeah, so um, i totally understand what you're 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 justified uh you know like like a, it feels like a kick in the fucking chest like holy shit you know? and when i and so I've been saying, I've been kind of hinting to Chris what really happened in this situation and what's about to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so in order to kind of give the lay of the land. Um, so actually, Chris, we, we missed out on another property that's owned by Wilmer, right? Which is the, the, the property that owns all three malls. There's also Pittsford Plaza. Oh, yeah. So Pittsford Plaza, there's a movie theater there. Ironically, I worked there at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I worked you, at the Radio see, Shack there. <laughs> do, you, do you see a pattern here, folks? I, I don't know what's going on. But. So, and I'll get to why, because I had a different, I was going to go at this in a different way. But now that I know this information, I can go at this. A completely different way. Um, so the movie theater at Pittsford Plaza reopened after COVID. I think it was June of, oh God, I want to say 2021. Mm-hmm. I, I could be wrong, but, um, they reopened and it's, it's like the plaza and I would say the least, the, the, the company that owns the plaza, which owns the malls, um, for a long time had been telling that theater, the owners of that theater, look, we want you to do a dine-in theater. This is the way of the future. It's going to benefit the plaza. It's going to give us a lot of business in the plaza. We want you to do this. Mm-hmm. I know the person, I know the owner of that, of what they used to own there. Um, and from what I heard from a reliable source, they, well, they don't have the money. COVID hit obvious reasons. You're not going to have the money as a private owner to just go in and revamp the whole theater unless the plaza was going to give them money they're not going to revamp this whole fucking theater mm-hmm. completely un- excuse me completely understandable and industry you know just the theaters in general are just have we're having a hard enough time before covid exactly so um so the theater in pittsford all of a sudden there's this article in some business journal and ironically nobody really picked it up here locally in rochester which was weird mm-hmm. Um, all of a sudden, it said that Apple Cinemas, uh, uh, another privately owned corporation, I think is what it is, um, <laughs> decided or was given the theater to run mm-hmm. months. And this was said months before um, they actually closed Pittsburgh. Well, so they gave. So I, 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 what happened was, is I think the lease, they let the lease go to the time that it was supposed to be. Um Actually, no, that's not what happened. I'm sorry. They they broke the lease. Mm-hmm. They said to the owners of Pittsford, you're done. You have X amount of months. At this certain date, you need to be out of here. And I think it was in May of last year, if I remember correctly, um, they closed it down mm-hmm. and took everything out. Apple Cinemas currently, as we speak right now, is remodeling that place and will be opening in the spring. 
um, not nine theaters, but eight theaters with a kitchen and dining and everything. So when I say to you, Chris, they broke a lease. What do you think I mean by that? Um, I don't know. Shit. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not big on my real estate. Okay. You know, I guess what I'm a business to... major, so I know what this stuff means. Okay. So if you sign a lease, a rental, let's say a rental agreement, it's kind of the same thing as a lease. Mm-hmm. You sign a lease for a year. Mm-hmm. So you're expected to pay rent on that place. And then when, when the time comes, you can renew this lease mm-hmm. or rental agreement or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Well, in this case, the lease wasn't up and they said to them, well, we're just going to cut ties. Your lease is done. You get to have X amount of months oh, and then okay. you're, you got to get out. Mm-hmm. Fucked up situation, but it happened, mm-hmm. you know? So how does that relate to what happened with Greece? So if you if you have been watching the news, Regal has been going through bankruptcy since, ironically, I think around the summertime they started saying stuff about bankruptcy, closed some other theaters, mostly on the West Coast, and I think down and around in the Texas area. Um, and then earlier this year, I think in January, they announced 39 more locations that they were going to close, and they put Greece as one of the theaters that they were going to close on the list. Well, a couple of weeks ago, they said, you know, all of a sudden, all these theaters disappeared except for a couple. And, you know, everything was supposed to be kosher. Mm-hmm. Well, Friday, this past Friday, not tomorrow, um, all of a sudden, they're told you're closing down on Thursday, on Thursday tonight. Um, and I was I was reading an article, one of the articles that was put out. And Wilmer, I commented finally and said, oh, we already have a new tenant. We should be announcing them in about a month. Oh, shit. So, Chris, that situation that happened with Pittsford mm-hmm. just happened with Regal. And if it's the same company that took over Pittsford, which is Apple Cinemas, I'm right again. They probably broke the lease and told them to get the hell out. Mm-hmm. Because Regal went to them and said, we want to negotiate a better lease. Mm-hmm. And because Apple Cinemas is willing to probably pay whatever Regal was paying, and I'm going to get into that second. I'm going to get into that in a second um, and do a remodel like Regal was supposed to see a pattern here, Chris. Um, they just said, get out, Regal. Hmm. So but here, here's the fucked up part about that. <laughs> so Regal was planning all along to do with the remodel. Obviously, the bankruptcy throws a wrench into things. Hmm. Um, COVID obviously threw a wrench into things. And, you know, me and you have talked. Everything I'm about to say, you already know, okay? okay. The mall gave them $2.5 million to remodel this fucking theater. This was before COVID. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whatever. When they went to the town to ask for money, that money was going to be for Regal. So they could use that, I think it was, what, 500000 to do the upgrades to the theater. Mm-hmm. The town said, fuck you, we're not doing that. <laughs> and... By the way, all this information I'm saying to you before I continue, if I can prove it, but I don't have the information in front of me, nor can I do I have access to it. So obviously I can't prove that information to you, but it's true. Everything I'm saying to you is true. I'm not even lying to you. Mm-hmm. Um, where was I? So Regal um, got a reduction in the rent. We were already paying way too much money at the time anyways. Mm-hmm. For the first time, actually, we were actually in the black. In in business terms, when you're in the black, that means you're profitable. Mm-hmm. So um, then all of a sudden COVID hit. And as we all know, blah, 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 the theater closed. You guys remember hearing me on this podcast talking about how I was going into the theater, checking it. 
for four hours a day and then leaving, making sure the theater is good, you know, whatever. And then when we were reopened, hopefully everything was good. During that time, in the first few months of us being closed, I was there when they had contractors in there. Mm -hmm. I saw the architectural plans for the remodel. I even saw a um, illustration of what it looks like. Mm -hmm. Dude, this theater would have been awesome the way that they wanted to do this. Mm -hmm. Obviously, and by the way, also during COVID, you know, when I would do an order for something, and there wasn't a lot of ordering, so when I would go in, I could see this stuff easily, all the purchases easily in, in the program that we used because, well, there wasn't a lot of purchases. Dude, they'd already spent they, – they'd spent at least over $100,000 on architectural plans and other things they did to get ready for this remodel, probably more after I left. Mm-hmm. So fast forward to now, their plan was to move forward with this remodel – this year, Wilmerite didn't didn't want to, you know, whatever was going on between their negotiations with Regal, didn't want to deal with this shit anymore. They probably went to Apple Cinemas, said to them, do you want this lease? Because if you want this lease, we'll kick Regal out and put you inside. Oh, OK. I see where you're getting it. And we'll give you the two point five million dollars to remodel this place. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they're not giving them any money. Who knows? I don't know. I would assume that they're probably going to give them two point five million. I, I would assume. Um, and I'm and I, I love when they say in an article when they when their comment to a news organization is we're having continual negotiations. Mm-hmm. Let let me tell you something that that's what I call bullshit <laughs> <laughs> because you're not going to kick out Regal if you don't have something in place. Yeah, I know that for a fact, especially that like sudden. Yeah. <laughs> so this was this was all of a sudden, Chris. This was one wasn't something that was planned. This was something that just happened at the last minute. And by the way. I don't know how all this information fucking li- falls into my lap, <laughs> but I've all of a sudden I, I've like all these years I've been like this for some odd reason. People want to tell me what's going on with movie theaters here locally. And I'm just like, <laughs> OK. And, you know, so when I hear people say or I see people say on social media, oh, well, they're closing the theater and it's going to be gone and whatever. No, it's not going to be gone. It's probably not going to open for a couple months, depending on how long the remodel takes. But. You know, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it was shocking for me. I, I saw your comment on Facebook. It was shocking for you. Yeah. Um, and the funny thing is, is when I hear when people ask me 50 fucking questions, because at my my current full time job, um, I obviously get people that I've seen at the movie theater come in and they ask me 50 different questions. So then I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, really? I have to I have to go through this trauma again. OK. All right, well, I'll reach out to a couple people and ask some questions because, you know, at a certain point you're like, all right, well, this is going to help me in my in my own job because I can probably get referrals, so that makes me look good, so fuck it, I'll find out some information. And, you know, I get told more than I need to know and, you know, it just it, it's it's just funny because I'm like I I don't I don't even understand how it all, how I get all this information volunteered to me, but whatever. <laughs> um but the biggest the biggest takeaway from all this mm-hmm. is number one, it proves what I've been saying about Cineworld all along. And by the way, Cineworld is the is the company that owns Regal. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't know what the fuck they're doing, um, and they lied to their employees. More importantly, they lied. They literally coming out of COVID, going through COVID and coming out of COVID and opening the reopening the theaters said Chris, and I quote, and you you know that I've said this to you before, that the theaters that the, the company's in a very strong position and 
there were, you know, we didn't have anything to worry about. Well, you know what happened to me. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, to be honest with you, that's when I started to suspect something was wrong. And then obviously this happened starting back in the summertime where they started, they went into bankruptcy. Um, so I think that part pisses me off the most because it's like, why do you mislead your employees like that? Like, why do you sit there and give them this false sense of, oh, yeah, your job is guaranteed. You're going to have a job at the end of the day. And then you go into bankruptcy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's the biggest fucking part that pisses me off the most. Um, I've said this to a couple people that still work there. Um, I, I just it, it, for me and this is going to be this is my podcast therapy bitching about it. Um, it it just didn't make sense. A lot of things that they did didn't make sense. I mean, I'll just throw I'll throw something out at you that I don't think I ever told you. But and this is this is nothing that is new because I've seen people talk about this in Reddit. So and probably on on Facebook and Twitter, too. I don't know. But I've definitely seen it on Reddit. You know, they at one point they had this rolling garbage can that they wanted us to go around because they would only have the cleaners do certain things, mm-hmm. which is the stupidest shit that I've ever heard in my life. If if I have if I have some cleaners to come in and clean a fucking theater, Chris, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say don't pick up the big stuff. I'm going to tell you to clean the whole fucking theater. Yeah. They were only telling them to sweep up, pick up the big stuff. And we and the ushers had to go in, pick up anything that was big and throw it out. At one point, they wanted them. They wanted the ushers to pour any soda that was left in cups into a garbage can. Mm-hmm. And then. I don't know, pour that garbage can out in into the sewer or whatever. Like and and my district manager at the time was like, fuck that. We're not doing that, thankfully. But it it was kind of those things looking back, like, why are you doing that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why are you coming up with these stupid ideas to save money? You know what I mean? Like Oh, because they're having the ushers clean the theaters instead of the like theater cleaners? Basically the ushers were cleaning the theaters, Chris. It mm-hmm. it I mean, they weren't cleaning the theaters, but they were. It was like a half and half job. The ushers would do half the job, and then the cleaners would do the other half. Mm-hmm. It, it's the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my whole entire fucking life, Chris. Like, oh my god, I just, I, I couldn't, I, I didn't understand. I, 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 I couldn't understand why they would want to do that. Um, so I guess I'm not surprised that they went bankrupt because mm-hmm. they didn't know how to cut costs and do things appropriately. Um, but I think the biggest thing that pisses me off about Greece in particular is them being like, is them telling these employees, oh, your job's safe now. And then at the last minute being like, oh yeah, sorry, we're closing the theater. Yeah. Like you wouldn't. And and I understand that Wilma Wright probably was the one that broke the lease and told him to get the hell out. I get it. I understand that. But it's the fact that it even got to that point. Mm Mm-hmm. You put that theater in the situation, and there's probably other theaters too that are in that situation as well. You put this theater in that situation to have this happen, like, and now these these employees have to go find different jobs or hopefully get shipped over to one of the other regals in the area. It's just for me, Chris. It's just it's utterly ridiculous, and I and I just don't get how they can do that to employees. You know, yeah, and that's the biggest thing that pisses me off about Cineworld. Um, as for the theater itself, I've had I had some really good times there. I mean, yes, I worked there for eight years. My, like I said in the beginning, my 
the last time I was there was not my was not favorable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, that didn't leave a sour taste in my mouth. It, it caused me trauma. I was depressed. I've gained massive amounts of weight because of it. <laughs> not massive amount of weight, but I gained back all the weight that I lost. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, it, it, yeah, it's, shitty. it's shitty. So, um, I, I can't say that I have a good taste in my mouth after that, but I'm proud of all the work that me and the people that I worked with put into that place. The changes that we made to that place to make it a better place to work at, mm-hmm. you know, and it was because of the team that we had that we were able to do that. And I'm proud of that fact. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm proud that we were able to oust somebody that was literally terrorizing employees every single day that would mm-hmm. ye- literally yell at people in the middle, yell at these employees in the middle of the lobby. Mm-hmm. I remember one time. So we would cut. So his big thing, his big thing was cutting employees, right? Mm-hmm. He he told me to cut one of the employees, and I said, I was like, all right, so you're gonna go home early. It's it's four hours. We're gonna we're gonna let you go home early, um, because we're getting slow. And this employee turns to me and says, hey, Do you want me to finish filling the fridge? I'm like, Yes, finish filling the fridge, and then you can go. Doesn't this asshole go up to her and start verbally yelling at her because she hadn't left yet? Mm-hmm. And then this employee, after clocking out and leaving, comes back and tells the one manager, I quit. And that was one of our best employees, mm. mind you. Um, there were other situations. And at some point, I'll get into those situations. But um, suffice to say, like, we were able to oust that guy and make this theater better because of it. You mm. know, and, you know, I'm proud of that fact. I'm proud of how we changed the culture there. Um, but I can't say that again, I can't say that my last moments there were good. I can't say many of my moments there were good. That's the sad part. Like (laughs) I, I wish I could sit here and tell you with a straight face that I was, that I was always happy at that theater. I mean, I wasn't, I was made fun of sometimes there. It was a very stressful situation and you know, I don't know. I, I, I guess, I guess being able to have done the things that I did made it made it special to me. So, yeah, I mean, I think, I think I've said enough about this, but I just kind of wanted to get that out because, you know, mm. I have my own feelings about it. Yeah, it's the end of an era. And I, and I don't want to trash it too much. Mm. I'll do that. I'll, I'll trash Cineworld in a different light another day because I, I feel like this is more about, you know, people losing their jobs and they need to find jobs now or, People hopefully getting job, getting moved over, you know, getting transferred to one of the other regals in the area and being able to, you know, still have a job. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully that's happening. I don't know that for certain, but hopefully that's happening. So, yeah. And there's the whole thing is that like, you know, and then because the, they closed the other. I mean, you know, once again, this is more for like local people, you know, but they closed the one on Culver Ridge. And but that was like that was a real ghetto one. That that one, let's be honest. I mean that that if, if there was going to be one to, to close first, it would be that one because it was you know that like you that, know, th- that theater like they had to have a, like a like a freaking you know security guard and like a legit security or security guards because the, the the you know the the clientele me, would go crazy in there. <laughs> let me let me tell you something that's funny about Culver Ridge. If they had waited, and this is this is this is part of the the thing that I'm telling you, Chris, of like them being intelligent about this stuff. If they had just reopened that theater, now, uh, you know, stay with me here. If they had reopened that theater and when they were deciding to, to do bankruptcy, threw this into 
as part of one of the theaters that's, you know, for bankruptcy, they wouldn't have to go through a lawsuit. But instead, they just said, screw it. We don't want to reopen this theater. It's not going to be profitable for us. Here's our projectors. Take them. You know what I mean? Uh. <laughs> you, you sit there and you look at that and you go, okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you could have just reopened this place and, you know, you could have reopened this place and then you know, put this in the bankruptcy, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and then you wouldn't have to worry about a lawsuit because they can't come after you because it's bankruptcy. So I, I don't know. I just, <laughs> Culver was its own thing. I mean, and it should show you, Chris, I mean, it's been over a year and a half, almost two years, and they nobody's gone in there to open that theater, as far as I know. <laughs> so I don't know if that theater will ever reopen as a movie theater. It might, it might, but... I don't think it will, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Yeah. I don't think it will. And, and just and you know, like with Grease Ridge, like I was I was there in January. Like I was just there because I, I, I took my daughter there to see Megan. And, and quite frankly, it was only because it was like the closest. It was like the most recent. Like you know, like I had you know they said, hey, you want to go see Megan? She says, yeah. And I'm like, okay, the next showing, the, you know, next showing is seven. It wasn't like you know, it was just it was the closest time <laughs> for us to go see it because uh, the last movie I saw was Quantum Mania, but that was at the Tinsel Town. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because, like, you know, the theater closes this week when, like, Creed came out, Creed 3. And Creed 3 was supposed to be, like, you know, this mega blockbuster, you know, highest grossing sports movie, something like that. You know, it broke some sort of record uh, for, for sports movies and stuff. So, you know, it's just weird that it happens. Once again, it obviously is some, some shenanigans going on for them to close it so suddenly like that. Because, you know, you would, there would have been a decline first and then the eventual shutting and not just a sudden I mean, shutting. I'll be honest with you, Chris, for after we reopened in the short time i was there um if it stayed the same way pretty much after i left greece wasn't doing as well as it was doing before the pandemic and when i say that i mean it was it was grossing more money than it did when we reopened it um i think it was actually the last theater most of the time in the district so i mean yeah i mean it, it really wasn't doing anything for regal but at the same time, they were planning a remodel to redo this theater and make it so that it would be profitable because the market, because the Greece market is a profitable place. Let's be honest. There wouldn't be a new tenant already moving, probably moving in in April if, and I'm assuming April if they're saying next month, um, if it wasn't a prof, if it wasn't something that would be profitable. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it's, it's just, I hate to say this, but when Regal decided to fuck around, they found out. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's the truth. When you want to screw around with leases and try to get these companies to pay more money, if there's somebody else out there that's in a better position and has the money to do it, they're going to say, well, we're going with these people. Have a nice day. You know, so... Regal fucked around and they found out. <laughs> it is what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. And again, I don't want this to be about me bitching about something. Yes, I got some things off of my chest. I'm allowed to do that. I'm sorry. But um, I think it needs to be more importantly about the people that just lost their jobs. You know, yeah. how many ever people there are there, they just lost their jobs. Let's face facts. Um, 
Yeah, and what with Henrietta, with the other options being Henrietta, and and you know, like now you're talking about going all the way across town, like like literally from one, co- like not diagonally, but I mean you're you're going literally from like one of the well, most northern spots to the most southern spots, and and that's if you want to stay with the company. That's like oh, well, even if they said okay, we'll send you here, you know, imagine someone saying oh, we could put you in a new spot, but you got to drive you know 20 miles in the other direction. You know. Well, it's, you know, it's it's one of those things, Chris, where it's like. You have this big void. There's no theater in, in Aronicoit. There's no theater in Greece. Um, the next, the, the biggest theater in the area, which is Tinseltown, now is going to get more people because mm-hmm. um, there's this void now that needs to be filled. Excuse me. So it makes sense that obviously Greece will probably reopen. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's potential that the one in, in Henrietta is going to close. And, you know, the building is up for sale. Like... The owner of the building, which is not Regal, which is stupid, but I digress. Um, they, the, the owners of the building, put that property up for sale, and it actually says in the listing, Chris. And you can look this up for yourselves, guys. I'm not, I'm not. Again, I'm not lying. This one I can actually, you, you Google it, you find the listing for uh, Henrietta Movie Theater up online, and it literally says, and I quote, "Theater will be empty upon sale." Okay. Um, so. So if they end up selling that building to somebody else and they don't negotiate with Regal, that theater could be gone too. Mm-hmm. And remember, I've been talking to you, Chris. You see, you saw the pattern that I was giving you, right? Happened at Pittsford, happened at Greece. Wilmerite also owns Eastview. Mm-hmm. And that's the nice mall for those following at home. <laughs> right. Now, now, now here, here's the caveat. The, one at, the movie theater at Eastview has luxury seating. So... And it's profitable, very profitable, which is completely funny because that was the first Regal in the area. And, you know, a lot of people thought it would that would be the theater that gets shut down at a certain point. So that one, that's pretty ironic that that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, I mean, for all intents and purposes, if they're going to break leases, they could break Regal's lease at Eastview and say bye bye. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Now this other this chain could be, you know, at all three malls and the plaza. Well, two malls in the plaza, and then Regal doesn't have Regal Henrietta anymore. You know what I mean? Like that's that's before COVID that would have never happened, Chris. Mm-hmm. After COVID, it's become a strange landscape. Yeah. You know, and I haven't seen like AMC or Cinemark try to do anything because they're probably in a very precarious position, but. You know, there's always the option that somebody like that comes in, you know. So, dude, it's it's very interesting for me to see, you know. Hmm. I mean, I don't know. I just it's just very, very interesting to me. I would have never thought that this would happen to Greece. And the fact that it did is just mind blowing to me, honestly. Yeah. You know. And again, I'm not going to sit here and say that it was karma. That's for that's for you and my girlfriend <laughs> to probably say, yeah, fuck you, it's karma. I don't want, you know, I, I'm i over all that bullshit. I, I'm not a petty person. I don't fucking sit there and be like, oh, yeah, you got what you deserve. No, that, no, that, that, that doesn't get me any good karma, and I'm not going to fucking sit here and put bad karma on myself and try to be petty. That's not going to get me anywhere. <laughs> so, you know me. I, I, don't, I don't do that shit. Yeah. So... Right. Any opinions? <laughs> no, I think you said your piece, and and you know, I mean, it's just you know, I mean, I've you know, someone who's had so many jobs in the past, you know, ten years, twelve years, you know, after after you know, you know, my my uh, my what was my career, 
and you know and, and you know i'm working at a place that i like now but uh, like it kind of helps me bleed into what i wanted to, my next topic that i wanted to talk about but yeah i can't uh i really don't have any other opinions it just blows my mind that you know that you know these corporations you know when they really oh. really don't give a fuck about people and no just, they don't uh, they don't they'll just go into bankruptcy and they'll be like oh yeah by the way we're closing um you know and, and here's one other little fact too i forgot to mention like they had a lease that lease was a, I want to say it was a 10-year lease, Chris. Mm-hmm. And they'd barely scratched the surface when they broke this lease. So, mm-hmm. so it's like, okay, <laughs> like, I, I don't get it. But, you know, hey, I, I look, I have my own movie place to run. I don't really care at this point. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, that's my second job. Mm-hmm. Um, So, you know, I'm about to open that in a little bit less than a month, honestly. So, mm-hmm. you know. I got to worry about that and get that up and running and doing what I know what I've been doing for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. So, and by the way, I've done a better, I've done a good job at that place. So, yeah. Well, speaking of second jobs, I think I'm going to have to fucking turn around and get myself a second fucking job. Uh, because ghosts of the past are coming back to haunt me. And, uh, so this is, uh, okay. For me, you know, I've been divorced for, Next month will be 13, 13 years that I've been officially divorced. And uh, so it turns out around the time I got divorced, you know, and for those who listen to the show, you know, it turned out, you know, my ex-wife cheated on me. But when a divorce settlement came through, um, she was, you know, allowed all these extra caveats because I was the one who made more. So I was the one forced to to, to pay alimony and, and allow her to stay in the house for, you know, X amount of time after we've we've clearly been separated. But, you know, but I, I couldn't just kick her out in the streets, even though she was the one who, who initiated all the activity that led to the divorce in the first place. And um, so with that being said, around the time of the divorce, I, you know, money wasn't coming in the way it's supposed to do and i'm and i'm trying to you know and this is before I, I i moved up to rochester and stuff like that so i had a credit card you know you know a credit union credit card and uh you know I, I had accrued some debt on it because i was trying to live and survive and everything like that and and of course look you know before i sound like i'm crying and everything like that i will say up front yes this is exactly my fault but you know i had accrued some money on the credit card and i guess i was so like fed up with the whole and at the time i was trying to sell my house and you know the, you know i was ta- trying to talk to real estate agents and they're like you know the, the person across the street has a, a bigger house than you and they're asking ten thousand dollars less than what what you're asking for if i was to even try to break even and um so i let my house go into foreclosure because i just didn't want to fucking have to deal with that shit and uh then when uh once again then i i started i accrued some uh debt on this credit card and i kind of just felt i kind of i don't want to say forget about it i I guess you want to call it selective selective memory i kind of forgot about the credit card and um it sat there and it sat there and it's been sitting there since 2000 well i mean once again i accrued like this debt mostly in 2010 and it was sort of getting my life up and 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 moving you know uh, you know moving away from where i was and stuff like that and you know, starting a new life and everything like that, because everything, you know, because, you know, I'm supposed to let my, you know, now ex-wife live in the same house with me. You know, I wanted to get the fuck out of there as soon as possible. And so I let that shit build up. And I guess it's been 13 years now and the bank is finally caught up to me. And uh, so now, and the the sad thing is that the debt that I accrued back then is literally double that what it was uh, than what I left it. And of course, you know, I mean, I had kind of reset my life and everything like that. And, and, and you know, I was 
leaving my old job. And and once again, people who listen to the show know why I left. And so it was sort of, uh, you know, I was sort of, you know, they say, you know, we could fire you in a month or you can you could resign right now. And I took the resignation uh, so it wouldn't look bad on any resumes or anything like that. And, um, you know, once again, you know, I, and I've worked for corporate places and it's sort of in theme of what you were talking about earlier, you know, working for places, you know, I've been in and out of so many places you know, being treated like a fucking cog in the machine when before I was, you know, the job that I had before was a civil service job and I was in a union. And, um, but of course, you know, me wanting to move out of my area and move up north and be with my daughter's mother, uh, you know, uh, I couldn't wait to be transferred. And I was, you know, stupid in love or, you know, in love and stupid and, and, and followed, you know, followed my daughter's mother to upstate and stuff like that. So now, these cocksuckers, they found, and don't get me wrong, like I said, this is totally my fault, but now they're garnishing my check, and they're garnishing garnishing my check at a rate that it's like, holy shit, I couldn't believe you could take that. You know, I could understand if this was child support or something like that. Like, child support makes sense, you know, because they're trying to take care of a kid or something, but they're fucking, they're really spanking me. Wait, so how much did you accrue? I mean, I don't want to get on, get into it on the podcast, but... You know, <laughs> are we talking hundreds of thousands or are we just no, talking? No, 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 no. I mean, are okay. we talking like in the thousands? In the thousands. It was 4,000 okay. in 2010. It's 8,000 now after fines and fees and all this other bullshit. So did they ever contact you before now? Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure they were trying around <laughs> back in 2010. But, you know, I had moved so much that I think the last address they had was the house that they fucking left because I live with my ex-wife. So how did they catch up to you? I guess is my question. Well, I think you you go into public records and find out where a person. And I, honestly, I think it also has to do with like payroll companies and stuff like that. Like you know where I work, it it goes to a certain company, and I'm pretty sure if you look hard enough, you could probably subpoena the records and just see who who has a uh, who works for them. <laughs> you know, like you know, I'm pretty sure they have like um, you know, they do like mass. So is this at a collection company or is this like is this like the actual bank? coming after you honestly i think it's a collection so why can't you go to that collection company and just be like hey what is going on with this how do i how do we have a conversation about you know us settling this fucking you know? so hard yeah yeah i mean there, dude people do that shit all the time there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to go to that go to that company or the bank if the bank is the one directly doing it i think it's collection agency yeah um and just being like listen you need to, you know, I want to figure out how to get rid of this. I obviously can't pay all of this money. What do I need to do? Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, I mean say, it's I, worse than when I was paying child support. You know? <laughs> when my daughter's mother was still alive, I mean, it was did they fucking just, worse than did they child just support. Come after you or did they just like, well, I mean, they, I got a letter in the mail and, you know, they, I, you know, they filed something with, you know, in Monroe County courts and, 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 you know, then saying, oh, you know, it, you know, such and such a percentage is going to be garnished from your check. And, you know, and I'm over here doing the hard math and I'm like, okay, that sucks. But I, I you know, like I'll live. But then like, for some reason, when the first time they garnished it, it was, almost double what i was expecting them to be garnishing and i was like fuck you know so are they still doing that or no it just started it just started but like that's the whole thing is like this is my first so know, i guess i don't i guess i don't understand like did they have a court date and you were supposed to show up and you didn't? that's what, that's or? the whole thing is that no that i never got i would have if had they said that i would go to court and for this i would have fucking went to court just to you know at least plead my case this is you know, but it was sort of like the same deal, like when my house went to foreclosure. Well, the house when I my house went to foreclosure, they certainly sent me stuff. <laughs> but I was sort of expecting that, so I'm yeah, not I'm not mad I mean, at them. I, if I were you, dude, I would. I mean, more money that you have to spend, but I, I would have a lawyer look at that and be like, 
you know, why can't my client just give you like X amount of money and then we'd be done with this? Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like he's trying to fuck you. He didn't know that he still owed this. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, you didn't know, right? Well, I mean, uh, you know, uh, once again, I, the, 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 the stuff that they're probably sending mail to an address that I didn't live in anymore because, you know, the wonderful court decided, hey, you know, uh, the, the the cheating wife can stay at the house because I, I'm the asshole for making more money. So it's 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 <laughs> she probably heard the podcast and was like, oh, I'm going to tell them where he lives. <laughs> so, yeah, but uh, dude, I, I, if I were you, I mean, if you've gotten something in the mail that confirms all this, like. Mm-hmm. I would try to reach out and talk to them because this sounds like complete bullshit to me. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, I mean, what it was, you know, like it's, I see what they're trying to do and stuff like that. And, and, and I get it. And yeah, I probably can just contact them and see if I can negotiate something. And, you know, they'll probably be more than happy to take anything. But what's, you know, but I also, I live paycheck to paycheck. It's not like I could say, hey, oh, you know, here's, here's the original four grand or something like that, you know, because I don't have that kind of money, you know, pissing around right now. <laughs> But, you know, what, I'm going to let's negotiate a new plan, okay, for less? I don't know. So, you know, it is what it is. But, I mean, it's 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 just fucking frustrating that, you know, that now I'm like, you know, because I've been at my new job for about a year now. It's sort of like I'm finally going to, you know, I'm, I'm finally like, I mean, of course, don't get me wrong. I'm still living paycheck to paycheck, but I'm like, I'm not stressing anything out. And all of a sudden this shit comes and I'm like, Jesus Christ, I can't I can't have any kind of um, um, financial emergency. hit. Well, because- so you, you got to keep in mind, too, not to cut you off, but. If you try to get a second job, mm-hmm. they're probably going to garnish you there too. Mm-hmm. Then they and they, I, I don't know because Uber is like you're kind of like a contracted person. Mm-hmm. But if they can probably hit you up there too, so you're kind of in you're kind of in a rock and a hard place kind of thing going on where you you might have to find something that you do under the table where somebody just pays you cash. Yeah, I hate to say it that way, but that's Time to start Probably. sucking dicks, I guess. <laughs> oh, Chris. What am I going to do with you, dude? Like, it's only for no. the next two years. <laughs> it's only for the next two years. But yeah, I, I would definitely reach out, dude. Like, I, oh my God. I would be I would be all over that. My girlfriend would look at me and be like, you're going to yeah. fucking take care of this? And I'll be like, oh God, yes. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, and it's just you know, and it, I mean, it does take it takes the wind out of your sails, and like you want to fight it, but it's also like, ugh, you know, I know it's gonna be an uphill battle. I gotta, I gotta like get get my, I gotta get my strength, <laughs> get my strength over dealing with this bullshit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Or just get a whole new job and have them fucking find me again. <laughs> but that's you know, I, I don't, I actually, not that I love the place where I work, but you know, they're they're good enough to me, and I like working from home. So, um, I don't know, I'll figure something out. I'll probably reach out to them or something. Oh. So so Chris is taking appointments for, you know, special sessions. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if, you know, I mean, I guess they're making weed legal, so I can't fucking I can't go and sell drugs. At least I can't sell like recreational drugs. You know, I mean, I, the guys, the guys are across the street from me already got that fucking market cornered, cornered market. So uh, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'll, I'll figure something out. Mm. Um all right, let's move it on, move it on. Um, you know, I was going to ask you, Chris, did you have in your notes about the Main Street Armory? No. Did you? Do you know what happened to the Main Street Armory? Um, from, like, last year? or No, what happened recently? No. Oh, all right, well, let's talk about that since this is usually the news. Um, okay. Well, local stuff, I should say. Um, so three people died. Holy shit. At the Main Street Armory. The third one actually died today. Um, basically, they were having a concert. 
Actually, if you look at my Facebook right now, Chris, you'll see what I'm talking about. It actually made CNN, so that means fucking <laughs> we're we're actually hitting the the na- national news. Uh-huh. Um, it's never good. And you <laughs> and you'll see the picture like of how many people are in the mainstream armory. And you and me have been in the mainstream armory. That's where we met. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was uh, it looks like from the picture it was packed from wall to wall. So basically somebody thought there were gunshots and you know what happens when there's gunshots, people, you know, panic and panic and run. And basically people got trampled and three people died. Mm -hmm. And suffice to say the main street armory, uh, their permit that they were up for renewal got pulled so they can no longer do any concerts or any kind of entertainment thing whatsoever. Yeah, and they were just they just were in some heat a couple months ago. That's why I thought you were talking about last year because I I know they had some sort of like union thing where people were saying was working a, there wasn't safe or something to that effect. Um, there might have been, but there was there was a, an issue because um some whacked out Republicans were coming into town and we're gonna have a rally there or something, mm-hmm. and people found out and basically stopped them from doing it. Mm-hmm. So. That was that was why it happened. Um, but yeah, crazy shit, man. Crazy fucking shit. Like, I'll be honest with you, dude. I'm kind of happy that they closed the armory because, mm-hmm. like, I just can't, I just can't like see why they're allowed to do this all the time. There's always something going wrong there. Yeah. Well, okay. So I, I mean, I was listening to you, but I also I wanted to look up the 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 story that I know that was because this happened in August of last year. The concert was, and the funny thing is that I wanted to go to this show. It was Anthrax, Black Label Society, and Hate uh, were, were were playing the the Main Street Armory. And um, what happened was, is you know, Hate Breed was opening, and Hate Breed performed, but then they stopped the show. Like they they performed, but then after they left the stage, um, neither Anthrax or 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 um, or, or Black Label Society was going to take the stage, and they said that there was um, something going on with the stage, and they said that like the, the like the wood on the stage felt soft or something like that, and 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 basically they were given this bullshit explanation saying that oh a pipe broke and the water made the wood wood soggy and that's why it felt it was so like you know like I mean just just as recently as August and and, and once again I know they had some other controversy the earlier part of last year but I think it had to do with employees saying that work there was danger so this is this is just uh this was unfortunately this is something i mean of course it said that it had to be gunshots because rockchester being rockchester of course and be gunshots fucking hip-hop show um but uh you know it's just it's, it's fucking sad that people had to die before you know shit like this happens you know it's really fucking sad it, it i it, again it's one of those things where you're just like why are you doing this why why is why does it take three people to die for you to to pull a license from mm-hmm. somebody you know what i mean like yeah i don't know so oh boy all right so let's uh let's so anyways yeah what, what were you gonna say <laughs> well no all right so let's let's lighten the mood a little bit and and i'm and i'm, and I'm, I'm not talking about your significant other but does the idea of your significant other taking a shit skeeve you out 
I'm giving you a weird look right now. <laughs> with, because there are guys out there, and I've I've had this conversation with friends of mine, and 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 it blows my mind that there are guys out there who like they don't even want to think about their girlfriend shitting, or like if you know like like oh don't don't she better not ever leave fucking skid marks in the fucking in the in the you know or I don't even want, like if she's on the toilet like I don't even want to talk to her and stuff like that. There are guys out there that have like weird fucking thing that they don't want to even imagine the idea of their girlfriend taking a shit and it's something that i never fully grasped and it kind of popped up in my head or you know they were talking about it on another podcast and these guys you know like they they put their women on this fucking like pedestal like they're fucking supernatural beings who don't shit and i'm like i don't understand so like like if because like me like i'll have a conversation you know if it's my girlfriend it's someone i care about i mean of course obviously who else would i be talking to like if they're in a bathroom but you could be taking a shit while having a conversation with me and it wouldn't skeeve me out you gotta take a shit that's what people do so are you one of those guys do you does it does the idea of your significant other and i'm not talking about her in particular just because i don't you know that's whatever but you know does that skeeve you out thinking like oh i don't want to think about her taking a shit (laughs) um yeah, I I don't think that thoughts ever crossed my mind, Chris. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of confused. We went from what we were just talking about to oh, do you does your girl taking oh, a shit? I'm trying to lighten the mood. <laughs> Jesus, wow. Dick and fart um, jokes, man. Wow, I just uh, no, no, that doesn't, dude. I I think everybody takes a shit. I'm sorry, but if your girl doesn't take a shit, that would make me a little crazy. Yeah, like with my ex-wife. I mean, when we first started dating. And, and things started getting serious. And she was, you know, of course, you know, when you see a relationship gets serious, somebody spends the night. She would spend the night at my house. And then, you know, it happened here or there. She was, and then, like, there was a time where she like spent like the whole week in my house and the funny thing is that from where i was living at the time where she worked it was actually quicker and easier for her to get to work from my house so she was sending there and she had basically spent like a week in my house you know like the first time and then like i was gonna drop her off back at her house because she lived with her grandmother so like she could be gone for days and stuff like that and like she was um, it, and like she had mentioned something i'm really in pain i'm like what and she goes i don't want to use the bathroom here and i what and she goes i don't want you to think or, or like i don't want you to i don't want to use the bathroom you go in there and smell what i made or what and, she, and like my ex-wife she was fucking i was like take a shit how could you you didn't shit for dude, a week are you, are you what the are you some sort of weird dude, fucking mutant animal <laughs> women um women women do this thing dude where they don't fart in front of men when they first start dating them yeah so am i shocked by that no mm-hmm. but if it got to a point where you're kind of looking at them like um yeah that's you can do that then yeah i might be a little bit like okay what's going on here but (laughs) you know at a certain point you know i can understand why they didn't because you know they don't want you to think that they're sick but guys don't care yeah you got a shit you got a shit um okay did you see the chris rock um selective outrage live netflix thing this past you week. really want me to talk about this i was just talking <laughs> about the movie theater now i'm gonna go on about this shit <laughs> Ugh, dude i didn't see it because i knew it would piss me off as a father um it no 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 well yeah okay it pisses me off as a father because i don't like somebody that attacks somebody else's family mm-hmm. um but i think it pisses me off more because will smith has tried to apologize more than once Mm -hmm. and this dude instead of apologize not not apologizing because chris rock doesn't have to really apologize Mm -hmm. for how do i say this chris rock shouldn't have said 
what he said about Will Smith's wife. Okay. I've said that before on this podcast. I will say it again. That said, did he deserve to get punched? Maybe not in public. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe in a back room somewhere where there's no cameras. Yes. And to be honest with you, Chris, I know you pretty well. Mm-hmm. You probably would have punched him too if he was making fun of one of making fun of your wife. I, I don't care. You can't tell me that you wouldn't have done that. You wouldn't have done it publicly. I know that for a fact. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have done it in front of cameras or for social media. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, you know, I, I get it. Chris Rock has a has a reason to kind of clap back at Will Smith, but it's a little fucked up that you did it for a payday. But uh, so here's my and I'm sort of like. Okay, I mean, we already said what, I mean, obviously what happened to the Oscars or whatever, it was kind of fucked up, but I mean, I was kind of, ex- like, like there's people that are mad at Chris, and, and, and I'm the opposite, I, I think I, I'm the opposite of way, the way you feel, like, I mean, and, and I don't think it was, it was great, it was, there, he, there were certainly times where you could feel, you can, you can tell that he was being kind of mean spirit, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> he was, he was kind of having karma. <laughs> he was kind of like, you know, uh, uh, getting back at will harder than, you know, uh, and, but when it seems get, like he was trying to get, he was trying to attack Jada more than he was trying to attack will though. Mm-hmm. Attack, but it's also like, he didn't say anything wrong. He didn't say anything like, uh, cause like, he had talking about like, you know, that how basically, you know, she was fucking around with other dudes and, and it's sort of like, you know, well, that I, was a kind of, that was kind of a low blow though. That was, well, this whole thing. I mean, but if, if, if Will never laid a hand on him and I mean, I quite frankly, I don't think Chris would have ever made, like, it's not like that would have been part of his routine. You know, he would never be talking about Will Smith and Jada's, you know, stories and entanglements and whatever you want to call it. You know, if it wasn't that Will, Will Smith hit him, but you know, I think, you know, he was, he went a little deeper than he needed to go. Yes, he did. <laughs> and, uh, and he was kind of, you know, but you know, when you're, and he did it for a huge payday when you're, but look, not for nothing. I'm pretty sure, especially someone like Chris Rock, Chris Rock was getting pretty big paydays from Netflix anyway. Like, like Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle, um, well, Louis CK before he got canceled. Um, you know, a few of the, you know, like, you know, a few of those, the, the, the top comedians were getting big money from Netflix. So let's just say the slap never happened. This would have just been another Chris Rock special. I, it wouldn't have been live. Uh, that's, that's for sure. Um, you know, it's, it's live because everyone, you know, and, 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 and well, that's another reason too, is Netflix was trying to profit off of this. So yeah. And the whole thing is that like, from what I understand, he had this hour before the slap like like he you know he was still i mean he was still touring it and shit like that you know and, and they work stuff out on the road and stuff like that but like that's why the that's why the funny thing is that the the special is actually like an hour and 10 minutes because the first hour was his hour that was the hour he was going to do no matter what but then you know obviously with the slap and 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 of course people are going to watch you know chris you know it would be like you know if, if they said like let's just say you know i can't i can't remember if he did but if if chris rock did a interview with oprah you know what I'm saying? People would have fucking t- ch- uh, people would have uh, tuned in to see what he has said to Oprah. You know, I'm, just, I'm just using a you know a famous interviewer. You know, he would people would have tuned in. And and the whole thing is that you know yeah you say he did it for a payday, but Oprah would have thrown Chris Rock <laughs> a nice chunk of change for an interview. Let me let me ask you this question. Let me let me ask you this honestly. Mm-hmm. Now that Chris Rock is done, okay. Mm-hmm. Will Smith has tried to apologize. Chris got his got his whining out. Um, if 
if Chris Rock were to do another special and go after Will Smith, would you then be a little irritated? Oh no 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 yeah no this is he, this is your one and only time and like, okay. he, sh- it, like right. he should never fucking say the name Will Smith ever again. He and got here's his my revenge. Question. And here's my other question for you too: Should they should this squash it now? Everything's done. Oh we yeah, can move on. Yeah, that would be like like if they said tomorrow that. You know, they they publicly had a conversation or, you know, like or, or they had a conversation on the phone and now they want to meet in person or something like that. Like that would I would be totally cool with that and, and, and everything, you know, because you know, that's a, that's that's the biggest thing. that's the biggest thing that inter- irritates me, though, Chris, is is Will has tried to to reach out to him mm-hmm. and Chris Rock has yet to reply. Uh, what it's, you see what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if you knew about that, but there's been a couple times. Will even said that in one of his apologies. He's like, I've tried to reach out to Chris. Um, he told me that he didn't want to. Or he he told it was. I think it, the the wording was is his people <coughs> said that he didn't want to talk right now. You yeah. know, which is fine. But yeah, you know, <laughs> but I you mean, see what I'm saying? Like the whole thing you, is you that, see? like, because you're saying he's doing it. He did all this for a payday, and and it's one I, of those deals where, like, he was gonna have a payday already. But you know, it doesn't hurt to have a nice angle for to, for people to get attention to your show. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you get what I'm saying? Like, no, I understand what you're saying, and I don't blame him. <laughs> I, I understand. I mean, and again, the dude got punched in the face on national television in front of millions of people. I listen. I completely get, you know, getting some kind of karma back and getting your revenge in in, in some kind of way. But I also, hey, Will I Smith also don't like been, Will Smith could have been tied up in court for months with this. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, and, but see, that's the other thing too. Is like. <laughs> Chris Rock had ample opportunity to arrest this dude, and he would have been arrested for assault. Mm. He should have done that. That's I'm I'm not gonna sit here and deny that, but I don't know. It just there's just something sleazy about when a dude goes and tries to make amends and try and does things to make himself better. Because clearly there was something there outside of this situation that made him do what he did in this situation. Um. And to be honest with you, it probably had nothing to do with Chris Rock in the first place. Um, but, you know, it, it just it really bothers me. And, it, and it, it might be because it just it bothers me in this day that we when somebody does wrong, instead of allowing them to, you know, apologize and make amends, we just fucking smash them into the ground until they're nothing. Like, I, I don't like that. I don't fucking like that at all. I fucking hate it when people sit there and mash somebody into the ground over a mistake they made, especially when it's been like over a decade and they smashed them into the ground. And I I sit there and I look at them and I'm like, but you realize this dude could be completely different 10 years later. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So for me, that's the biggest thing that pisses me off. Biggest fucking thing that pisses me off is when people do do that. So that's part of this situation, why it annoys me, because I feel like Will Smith has done has gone out of his way to apologize to Chris Rock. Mm -hmm. And it feels like to me that Chris Rock has been like, no, 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 I'm not going to do that. Oh, by the way, let me go get some money. And then now I'm going to have a conversation with you like I don't know. You could have sued him and gotten just as much money. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Like yeah. I, I just, I, I, you know, like, and and I'll be honest with you, Chris. I would have been, I would have been for that if he sued him because he assaulted him and got money. Like, great, you did that. You deserve it. Mm-hmm. Like, you got smacked on 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 live TV. But for him not to accept an apology or even talk to Will, 
And then all of a sudden, a year later, be like, oh, yeah, now I'm going to say something on a comedy special. Oh, and by the way, Netflix is paying me probably millions of dollars to do this. I don't know. If he does it again, I'm just going to go up one side and down the other, honestly. <laughs> I may go find Chris Rock, take him in the back room and beat the that's fuck uh, out of him. Yeah. Because I, I, I just – I don't – you know, I, I just think that's – it's got to be done now. It's got to yeah. be done. It's well, just got to be done. I think – I mean, honestly – and of course, I, I get what you're saying. I totally – now, of course – By the I, way, it's I'm, your fault that I'm going on about this, so <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> of course, I'm I'm team – petty i'm very petty uh you know i I, you know i i i'd say you know if you can't if you can't throw a fist and you can use your words and someone hits you with the fist use your words to retaliate and 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 so i'm 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 taking chris's side on this and i I totally understand what you're saying he shouldn't have he he could have handled this much more like a gentleman but Mm -hmm. i honestly in my heart of hearts thinks that chris rock will never talk about will smith again even in in interviews the next thing you know another five years down the line chris rock has a next special he'll go do his interviews and stuff like that and people are like oh what about will smith and i guarantee you i mean if i have not like he's if he goes on Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Fallon's not going to ask him about Will Smith because they're you know they they try to keep it classy. But I'm saying if anybody in the future you know tries to press Chris Rock about Will Smith, he's going to say he's he's never going to address it. He's never he's going to say you know Will did what he did, I did what I did. It's squashed. It's 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 you know it's you know what would go what would go a long way for me honestly is if he were to reach out to Will Smith and say okay. Now we can make amends. That yeah. would go a long way for me. But if he's not going to do that, he can go fuck himself. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's my view. That's me, my view. And yeah. by the way, if if you're being petty, why the fuck didn't you go up on social media and be like, yeah, Regal, this is what the fuck you get for fucking Paul over. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was totally expecting you to, to say that, honestly. I was I was like I'm waiting for Chris to say that. My girlfriend, she won't say that in public. She'll I fucking mean, say it to me in, in in private, but she won't say that in fucking public. Well, it's it's you know it's. Uh, I mean, one, I, I think I I knew it was shutting down. I didn't know it shut down this. I didn't know it was tonight. I didn't know, realize. I I thought it was next week they were shutting down. But uh, you know, I was also you know like, and I got your back. But like, like this is your fight. <laughs> you know what I'm mm. saying? Like you know, like look, I fucking look. I work for Radio Shack. They're fucking dead in the water. I work for Rite Aid. They're fucking dead in the water and both of them mm-hmm. both of those places fucked me so uh, you know I, I i piss on their fucking graves you know <laughs> i just uh, no i don't want to get back into that yeah. I, I don't I'll, we'll be here for hours and, and, and i can't do that i gotta work in the morning <laughs> and i have some real fucking petty shit that, that i don't want to talk about on the podcast but you know like like i may literally piss on somebody's grave but that's a whole other story um, oh really now now you gotta talk <laughs> to me about this off the podcast yeah, i'll tell you off the podcast but it's sort of like i know where you're gonna be buried <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna piss on your. I'm gonna piss on your fucking grave as soon as I find out that Jesus you're fucking dead. Christ, Chris, fuck. <laughs> I'm very petty. Um. Okay, let's let's uh, move on. Uh, Kevin Smith has come out and declared that he is no longer a weed. He's no longer smoking weed. At the time of the announcement, I think I posted it on Facebook like about a week ago. So it's been he's like five, six weeks. He's been weed free, which blows my mind because he was always, you know, I mean, he started smoking when he when he made the movie uh, uh, Zach and Mira, Zach and Mary make a porno that ho- that co-starred Seth Rogen. And Seth Rogen sort of got him into smoking weed. And so he's been he's been kind of like a heavy duty smoker uh, for, for for years now, since like 2008. And um I guess he's also doing like a five, five. He's doing like um not Alcoholics Anonymous and not not uh not uh not narcotics not not narcotics anonymous, but he's 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 in a a group for people that are into codependency 
Like, you know, like they're, they, they, they always need to be around people. They need to have, uh, they need to be around their significant other. They need to be around friends. They need to be, you know, which is hard because a guy like him, you know, he's, he's in the entertainment industry and there's always people around him and there's always people, you know, that, that, you know, he does, you know, he does four or five different podcasts and he's always doing shows and he's always on the road. So there's people he's with, but I guess it's something that he felt was a problem. And part of, you know, and part of him getting the treatment for his codependency, he decided to give up marijuana. Um, and he's saying he's feeling better and stuff like that. And, you know, the funny thing is that I've been so vocal <laughs> in my anti-weed. And, of course, that's not to say, like, you know, yes, absolutely. People smoke. My, You know, my thing is you smoke weed on occasion. You smoke weed if, you know, if you're at a party or something like that. It's the people who make smoking weed into a fucking lifestyle where they can't get through the day without smoking weed. When you have that, that one friend that goes, you know, oh, I smoke weed for my anxiety. And, like, they smoke tons of weed. They've smoked weed for the past 20 years. And, like motherfucker you still have anxiety <laughs> go see a therapist you need therapy not fucking weed so like i'm not one of those people like i don't think it should be illegal but i don't understand and tolerate people that like weed is their whole fucking life and you know they want to smoke weed the minute they get up and they you know they have to smoke weed right before they go to bed and it be, like there's no reason shit like that should uh dominate your life and then the funny thing is and she you know she responded to the post so i don't mind you know uh it's something she had commented uh jen you know, Jen, who is, who's, you know, contributed to the podcast and is, you know, an official member of this podcast. Um, you know, Jen had reached out and, you know, years ago when, and Jen and I used to hang out and stuff like that, she was a big fucking pothead. And she admitted that, like, well, not admitted, which, cause she had told me in private or whatever, but, you know, she had sort of, she has given, you know, and Jen's doing big things cause she has her, she has her cotton candy business and, and, that's all being because she 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 met a guy she's been with him for a while now and and so he was sort of i think he's been clean and sober on everything for years so when they got together he was sort of like you know if you want to be with me you kind of have to give up the weed and so she's been uh without weed for a while now and then she had when i posted about kevin smith being off of weed for for years she says i've been off of weed for for a long time now and it's the best decision ever made and also the shit and this whole thing is like look i i totally understand you want to get goofy once in a while or even like if you want to get goofy once a week you know it's it's the end of your week and you had a stressful week you want to smoke a fucking you want to smoke a blunt or something like that go right ahead do what you got to do but when it's when you're smoking every day and you're using it to cope with life that it's a fucking problem so um but it's just it's so weird that kevin smith the guy who's you know the blunt man <laughs> blunt man and chronic has decided has has given up weed which is you know obviously something that i could totally get behind and um okay well, I guess we'll save this for another podcast. I was going to get into the whole, I, I didn't realize we we're going to have the whole uh, first part of the show being uh, top heavy with the regal stuff, but I was going to get into the whole one thing that we sort of missed in the time that we were away was the whole revolution with the AI art, AI generated art, but we'll save that for another episode. Um, the creator of Dilbert has been canceled because you know he was one of those and i guess he's been problematic he's been saying a lot of real problematic shit for the past couple of years and he had said that there was like a poll taken amongst black people and they said that they don't trust white people and and that's you know and and, and look can you fucking blame them with the history of this country but he had he had taken that narrative and ran with it and he qu basically quoted in saying white people stay the hell away from black people if they don't want if they don't like us then we don't have to be around them they don't have to you know you know and he's like oh i moved to an all white neighborhood i moved to i moved the farthest away from black people as i could or you know he had said something to that effect and um and it's so weird because you know dilbert in its day i mean dilbert was 
was a kind of a brilliant comic and stuff like that. And, and, uh, you know, to see how, you know, the, 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 you know, the same guy who could make such funny shit could also have so much fucking, you know, hate in his heart or whatever. And especially like, I can understand if like, you know, he's a rich white guy, <laughs> stuff that black people do, stuff that black people do doesn't affect him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and for him to have such a, you know, I, you know, I can say if you just got robbed or something like that, or, or, you know, if you lived in the hood, I could understand, you know, hating black people, but you know, you lived in your gated community and all of a sudden you want to fucking lash out at, at fucking black people. It was just sort of a weird way to, to end his career. And, um, you know, and then like immediately, like, you know, Dilbert was dropped from all these newspapers and shit like that. And, um, oh, that's what I want. Well, I guess once again, we won't go deep into it. Uh, the whole deal with Tucker Carlson and how Fox News has been, they've been getting sued by Dominion, uh, over the voting machine. Shocking. Uh, and for all these years, you know, for, for the past couple of years, you know, they've been claiming Dominion is corrupt and then do all this other nonsense. And after an investigation, it turns out that, all these reporters for Fox News behind closed doors and between like sending texts to, to their fellow co-workers, all these people fucking hated Trump and they disliked Trump and, 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 and Tucker Carlson, like literally saying, I hate him. And, and, and he's like, there's nothing we can do with him. But yet getting on the air every day at work and, and kissing Donald Trump's ass because it caters to the Fox News audience who believe everything Tucker Carlson says. And it's so weird that like how you can believe one thing in, in, in your, your personal life, but then go on TV and, and make up shit and, and get people all stirred up and all this time of crazy shit when you know, like you hate the guy, but then on, you get on TV and you'll say whatever you need to say. But it's like these people, Fox News, the audience for Fox News, they want to be lied to. They want to be told that, you know, they want to they want to be given a comfort blanket. They want people to say, you know, no, no, the minorities are going to come and they're going to steal this country. And, and there's caravans of people coming from South America and, and, and building a wall is going to make everything better. And, and, you know, they buy into all this fucking bullshit that even I even Trump. I bet didn't fucking believe, but he, you know, uh, you know, Trump, you know, he's, he's, he's dug himself in such a fucking hole that, you know, there's people who worship him like a fucking cult leader. And, and it's so funny that we reveal that Fox news who, who, who was throwing so much gasoline on the fire for, for, for Trump and his campaigns. Um, they really fucking hated his guts and they just did it because it, it kept the audience engaged with their, with their, with their, uh, with their programming. And it just, it was, it just blows my mind. All right, so um, nerdy news. Let's just uh, quick shot that because I know you're getting tired. Um, I kind of mentioned this. Yeah, I might I might <laughs> die over here. Uh, we'll make it quick. Um, I've expelled so much energy on talking tonight. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, poker face. I know. I think I mentioned it last show, but I I gar- I promise you, please, there is a free version of of Peacock out there, and I believe Poker Face is on the free version of Peacock. You don't have to pay anything. It's just ad supported, so you do have to watch commercials. And as much as I hate Ryan Johnson, please watch Poker Face. Great show. Well, actually, wait a minute. I think they they're getting rid of the um. Oh God, I'm losing my mind now. They're getting rid of the free version of Peacock, actually. I mean, if they do, then you know, then 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 you know, I ain't paying for it. But right now, 
for the time being, I believe as we speak, you can still watch it for free on, on Peacock. But if you get a chance, to check it out. It's a great show. Every episode is totally different. Even though, I mean, every episode obviously uh, has Natasha Leone, but it's, you know, it's, 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 well, it's not like a police procedural because it, there's no police in the show. It's her going, solving crimes. And, you know, she has a special power where she can, she can, if she just hears you lie, she can tell that you're lying. And so watch her, you know, go all the, now, of course, what, what are all these murders happening around her sort of <laughs> everywhere, go, everywhere this chick goes, somebody fucking dies uh which should make her a suspect but um you know it's it's a murder mystery once again it was by ryan johnson who i'm not the biggest fan of but you know i i, I like what he did with this show i think more because I, I love natasha um mandalorian season three whatever season four whatever fucking season this is i miss i haven't seen the second episode yet saw the first episode um sort of back to form they kind of had to explain that grogu's still on the show which is you know i don't even know why they did that whole um like storyline of like grogu leaving because he wasn't going to fucking leave you know that's the cash cow people people don't even care about the mandalorian they care about baby yoda baby you know grogu and it was just stupid for them to um even try to like write the not write the character out but you know i i hope they do something good the first episode was really good um a lot of puppetry which is funny and like now when the, the prequels had a lot of cgi i think they're trying to capture the original magic of the movies a lot of puppets and even like one of the main pirates that, that the Mandalorian is being chased by is like a big puppet suit. I mean, I mean, I don't know if it's officially Jim Henson, but it looks like a Jim Henson puppet or, and, you know, in, in the good way, the way like the original Yoda looked in the original Jabba the Hutt. You know, all those guys are made by the Jim Henson. So, you know, if it's not, you know, if it's not the official Jim Henson people, I mean, they, ha- they have to have like people who used to work for Jim Henson because it, it looks and feels more like classic Star Wars, I think it was for um, oh, History of the World Part Two. They, they, the, from the movie, uh, Mel Brooks, they turned it into a TV show. So it's actually like eight episodes. So it's almost like if they made two movies, um, if you watch it, just watch at least episode two. I was fucking pissing on myself for episode two. So, um, you like that. Um, there's some leaked, leaked shots of people from the street film. They were, they were filming, uh, Joker two where there's, uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix being chased down the street by like two different versions of the Joker from the earlier movie. So I think that movie's just gonna be really weird. I, I I didn't like the original Joker. I didn't like that movie, but I just wanted to bring it up because it seems related to the show. And lastly, uh, the trailer for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem came out and obviously clearly clearly influenced by uh into the spider-verse that kind of uh kind of like you know it's not it's not a janky animation style but it's sort of stylized and you know where because janky makes it sound like it's bad but i think they you know it's done on purpose where it's what they call animating on the twos where things don't things don't move as smooth as they would in traditional animation but it's a style you know how things mm-hmm. look all squibbly squiggly lines and and it looks like you know uh 2d art on top of 3d models which uh you know uh, it works <laughs> you know it really works it looks good um you know of course a lot of a lot of, a lot of um, assholes are getting upset because like they made april o'neill like fat and black <laughs> which a lot of people get pissed off which um I guess, you know, they, they said that the the original April from the comic books was based on one of the creator's girlfriend who was half black. So they're sort of like, you know, stop, you know, stop jerking off to the, the cartoon 1987 cartoon <laughs> and accept the fact that, you know, the original person that, that April was based on was at least half black. So you don't get all bent out of shape when you see the character uh, being portrayed as black. And then plus, the, you know, she's this is a teenager, you know, I mean, why are you getting all upset or and um. I like the idea with the younger cast, produced by Seth Rogen, but he's also playing Bebop? I forgot which one he's playing. Um, 
but it looks really good. Uh, so I think uh, that's pretty much everything I needed to do. I accuracy, sir. <laughs> needed to do. <laughs> well, we should talk about, well, you haven't really watched it, but Star Trek Picard. Oh, that's right. I mean. Oh, my fucking God. I kind of cheated. I watched a video tonight from Red Letter Media talking about the first like four episodes. So I feel like I kind of like know what's going on already. You fucking bastard. I didn't know you were going to talk about it. <laughs> Hey, I, t- dude, I, well, so you, you messaged me like, oh yeah, I'm ready to do the podcast. And I'm like, dude, I'm finishing up a card. I'll be with you. <laughs> Cause you're digging um, it, right? You're enjoying. So this I'm, I'm doing what I call a, a Chris and, uh, mooching off of somebody else's Paramount plus. <laughs> um, I'm doing that with uh Peacock too as well. So, um, and I only use Peacock for when there's a wrestling pay-per-view because why the fuck not? Um, what was I saying? So, Picard. dude, the first, the first um, four episodes, wonderful, wonderful. Mm-hmm. I, I can't say enough, like how good these episodes are. Um, I don't want to give away spoilers because obviously not everybody has seen these, but let's just say that if you were kind of turned off by Picard after the first season, mm-hmm. this is going to turn you right back on. Like gotcha. it's. It's that good so far. I'm interested to see where this is going. Um, it also brings, um, it also brings back, brings back, I'm sorry. It also connects, uh, Voyager, Star Trek, The Next Generation, and DS9 together. When I say that, I don't mean like all the characters show up. That would be kind of like mind blowing and I probably would jizz in my pants. Um, but, um, Basically, you'll see what I'm talking about when you watch it, and it's because of the bad guys too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, yeah, it, it's 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 gonna be good. Um, so yeah, watch it because you're you're missing out right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, you have I, I can't really say too much because you know I don't know what people have seen or what people know or whatever, but. Um, well, that's that's sort of the funny thing is I had watched the red letter media, red letter media video because the past couple seasons were trash. Like I, I watched first, I watched season one, mm-hmm. and and I, as and as much as I watched it, I was sort of like I felt very much let down. So I thought this was going to be them tearing it down, uh, tearing down season four, and then basically the first four episodes, and they're talking about how great it is. And I'm like, oh, I, maybe I should have watched. It. <laughs> I, I thought it was going to be them talking about the train wreck, you know. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like this is like, well, I mean, it, it's just, it, it's one of those things where you kind of go, oh, <laughs> this is happening. Okay. All right. Um, Because, I mean, I guess I can really say this. I mean, in this season, basically, Picard is supposed to be going, I'm guessing, to a Romulan uh, colony or something mm-hmm. with his... Well, it was his like assistant, but now it seems like they're very close. Like they're not quite together, but it looks like they're trying to get together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so all of a sudden he gets a message from Beverly Crusher after 20 years of being absent, um, basically begging him to come save her. And, you know, he, that's basically what he does. He tricks the captain. The new captain of the USS Titan, which is Riker's old ship, that's refit to go. Uh, he doesn't trick him. He tricks. He he convinces Seven of Nine, and if nobody knows who Seven of Nine, she was on Voyager, mm-hmm. hence the connection. 
Um, she's been she's been through the whole series so far, so it's not like this is like oh my god she's on there. No 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 she's been there the whole time. Um, she um she basically is like oh yeah by the way I took you to the spot you wanted to go to because <laughs> she's like fuck it I'm not gonna I'm not gonna listen to the captain we're just gonna go to wherever you want to go. Um, and then um, they basically go to try to figure out what what's going on. Um, I can't really go beyond that because I don't want to reveal too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say the reason why Beverly has been out of contact with everybody for 20 years is a big reason for the series that we haven't really figured out yet. Again, we're only four episodes in, um, but also has to do with Picard. Mm-hmm. And I, it, it makes sense to why she stayed away, but it's also kind of fucked up. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess that explains it. Did I explain that appropriately? <laughs> so it doesn't really it doesn't really give away too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So and then there ends up being a bigger issue, too, which involves Deep Space Nine in a way. And yeah, so it, it's getting interesting. So it, it should be it's 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 fun. Also, I think it's episode three of the series where Worf finally pops up. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that Worf's going to be in this anyway, so I can say that. Um, his <laughs> introduction to one of the characters that's been on Picard for the last two seasons is hilarious, and you should just watch that episode just for that part. <laughs> I don't know if you saw the video on YouTube. I'll send it to you, Chris, but you'll laugh your ass off. So That's all I wanted to say. I, I think I've basically said everything I was going to say on this podcast. <laughs> Gotcha. Paul's tired. <laughs> gotcha. And I think I, I lifted a weight off of my shoulders, so I'm I'm happy now. That's cool. That's cool. I'm glad you know that once again that's how we do this podcast for <laughs> this type of therapy and stuff like that. And I'm not trying to offend anybody. Okay, that's not my goal. Yeah, I don't think you were. I don't think I was offensive. Yeah, I don't think that was. Uh... I don't think I said anything offensive. That stuff is for another episode. <laughs> another day. And I yeah. planned. I really planned on that episode trashing fucking Cineworld. And like I said earlier, mashing them into the ground. Um, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, um, this was therapeutic tonight. Yeah, hopefully we'll do more podcasts on a regular basis. Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, hey, let's let's, let's see. Speaking if... of second job, my second job starts soon, so we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right, that's right. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna just destroy myself. Might as well. That's what I've been doing for the last two years. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm a little dragging myself. I don't want to get into the whole like all the stuff just go to two streams one podcast.com or net and you can find everything for the show um i guess let's wrap this up that's what, that's she, what said. she said uh anything you want to anything you want to drop before we, we leave um do you mean do i want to drop it like it's hot <laughs> no i don't want to drop any it like plugs it's hot. any any uh contact um information. well obviously you know follow me on twitter at uh paul Pastrillo. Um, I am still on the Toonami Faithful podcast. I haven't, unfortunately, haven't been watching Toonami as much as I would like to because I'm a parent. So for obvious reasons, I don't have time. Nor will I get any sleep if I do. Um, so um, you can listen to me there when I'm on. Um, and then you know, ToonamiFaithful.com still around. We're still doing our thing. Hopefully, getting interviews at some point. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean that's that's about it. I mean. If you're here in Rochester, I'm sure you'll see me at some point. Um, but, yeah, that's it. All right. Well, we certainly hope you guys enjoyed listening as much fun as we did recording. Thank you for listening to Two Strangers, One Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Paul. Don't be a stranger. 
Peace. We're out. Bye. You should be fapping. And paying us because we're broke. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Cash up, Chris. Cash up, Chris said. So I'll NYC. <laughs> That's sort of my thing on everything.